and welcome to Sticky Wickets with me and Toby. Toby, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, mate. How are you? Oh, really good. So it's been a very big week in international cricket for us to digest. So let's start with England's 3-0 series win over South Africa. England in the second game won in a tightly fought game with Milan with a, uh, scoring a lovely 55, being the best display of the game. Milan also scored 99 not out in the third game. One short being the second Englishman to score an international T20 hundred. Toby, I'm going to start with a nice question. How good is Milan at the moment? Yeah, he's fantastic. I mean, number one um, ranked batsman in the world at the moment in T20. And I think he's probably got the most points ever or something. First person to pass 900 or something like that um, with their, their ranking. And he's just, he's just amazing, really. When you look at his T20 record compared to anyone else, I mean, he's... 19 innings, averaging 53.4, at a strike rate of just under 150. And he scored nine fifties in that, that short career, uh, and including 199, not both not out, which just seems mental, really, compared to anyone yeah. else. It's just not, no one gets close. Yeah, he's he's really hit the form of his life, because before this summer, you'd, you'd heard of Milan, but you'd not seen him as... I don't think I'd seen him as the the next great England batsman in T20. So he's on a real good piece of form here. Obviously, he's going to be part of the T20 squad for next year. But how big of a part of um, that squad do you think he'll be? I assume, unless he sort of somehow just drops off the the radar completely, I think he should be there batting three pretty much the whole time. I'd have thought. I mean, he is 33, which might not up to put a after the World Cup, it might not help that much, but um, but it, he should be there, and he just keep going. Really, I mean, look, there's been a lot of talk about Joe Root coming into the fold, but I think when you can when you compare the Malin, just just so far ahead of ahead of him, and he's probably ahead of everyone else in the team at the moment. I mean, Josh Butler, arguably the best white ball player ever, averages just under thirty, a strike rate of ten less than Malin, and he's played sixty six more games. So it does just show how how good Malin has been over the past few few matches. Yeah, and what is quite weird is, like you said, he is 33. And I think a lot of people who have just seen him think, oh, he must be about, he must be about mid-20s. The way he plays, it's very new. It's very, whilst he plays lots of classical shots and they plays them very well, the way, he, the, the way he scores is so modern. You wouldn't expect that from someone maybe coming to the end of their career. So it's quite interesting to see how, He's hitting the form of his life now at the end of his career. And it may be something to say that, similar to Chris Rogers from Australia, that you, d- you shouldn't always be thrust into that England setup. You should probably play county level, find your skills, and then um, become this great batsman. But like we said, he's a joy to watch at the moment. So hopefully we get to watch a bit more of him. Now, another person who made a milestone today was... Uh, Chris Jordan, who took his 61st international test uh, T20 wicket for England, becoming the leading T20 wicket taker for England. Jordan has now overtaken uh, Stuart Broad. And um, he, again, someone who's been almost looked over for a lot of part of his career. Jordan, he, how big do you think this is for Jordan? Yeah, I think he, he's probably been looking at this for the past few games. I'd have thought he hasn't taken huge number of wickets, I don't think, during the the uh, the last series um, against South Africa, but I think now it's he's done and he's, he's can put it past him and really enjoy it. I think um, he's played 55 matches for England and has been sort of one of the stalwarts of the team for the past few years. He was he was um, he's always bowled that sort of penultimate over. Um, obviously, in the last World Cup where Stokes 
got hit for uh, four sixes it was by Carlos Brathway. Everyone forgets that Jordan in the over before bowled a fantastic over um, to really put the pressure on the West Indies. And everyone thought, oh, it's only gone for five runs or whatever it had, had whatever it went for. And we, everyone had assumed that, that that was it because he bowled so well. And I think it is, he's just a fantastic player. And I think, and I hope that he does continue his form and, and will play in the World Cup coming up next year. Yeah, I, I think Jordan sometimes gets overlooked because he is, like you said, a stalwart of the T20 side. And England don't play that many T20 games, unfortunately. But um, I think, well, congratulations to him from us to, for breaking that milestone. Hopefully, he can maybe put it on. How many do you think he'll end his career with? I'm going to say 80. Yeah, I'd have thought around there. He's probably, what, early 30s at the moment. So I assume he'll play for another couple of years, maybe till the next World Cup. I mean, possibly not with some of the younger guys we have coming through. But yeah, I reckon about about 80 is a good shout. And then, who do you think there's anyone maybe at the moment who might overtake him, Dom? Pat Brown, um, I've seen a lot of him at finals day. The Worcestershire bowler, I think he's fantastic. Obviously, he's had some injury problems and I think he's struggled a lot with media pressure. But he's fantastic to watch. I think... I, I saw him at finals day and I think it was Root or one of the big England batsmen just couldn't hit him, just couldn't hit him at all. So he's a real one to watch and he's just so good at hiding deliveries that you're almost, per, you have, as, in the stands, you have as much chance of knowing who's going to, um, what he's going to bowl as the batsman does. Is there anyone for you who you think could overtake Jordan? I mean, Arch is probably one of the, the ones at the moment who you think could do just the way he's been the form he's been on for the past few years, particularly in white ball cricket, um, it's just whether or not he plays enough T20s because obviously he's an, he's going to he's a three format player and it's just if he can keep T20 form and and just continue playing it rather than just focusing on the tests and the ODIs, which some players do. Look at Broad and Anderson; they were retired quite young from from T20s and ODIs, mm. um, and maybe someone like Tom Curran as well, who obviously had a had a pretty poor tour in South Africa by his standards. But I think he's he's still only 25, I think maybe 26, and he should should keep going as well. Yeah. Um, so like we said, England won the last game by nine wickets with Butler scoring a very exciting 67. Uh, plenty of boundaries there for Butler as usual, really. How good do you think England are going in uh, to the World Cup after this tour? Yeah, I think they'll be looking forward to it. I mean, it's very different pitches, South Africa, and I think someone said it's probably the most different you can probably get. It's normally quite quick and bouncy in South Africa, whereas India obviously a lot slower um, and it will turn a lot more. So maybe the team might change a bit, but I think they're going to be hugely confident. Now number one side in the in the world. Um, and I think it will be interesting to see how, how England do progress and, and maybe sort of try new people out before the tournament. What do you think, Dom? Do you think the current side might be the team looking forward or do you think there might yeah. maybe a few changes? I think Andrew Strauss has... Um when he came in back in 2015 after the World Cup and put that emphasis on white ball cricket, um, he's he's changed the game around, really, because England now are a good uh, test match nation. We're not great. We're, we're good, I'd say. We have our faults and we have our good games. But our one-day and T20 sides are phenomenal. And uh, I mean phenomenal. They're, they're the most fun they've ever been to watch. They're, they are what I'd show to someone to, to get them into cricket. They're diverse, they, they're fun to watch, they look like a team, and the standard of hitting the ball far is incredible. And if you're new to cricket, you just want to see someone hit a ball far. So I think they're so fun to watch. And 
dare I say, I think they should be favourites for the World Cup. And I know South Africa aren't the best of sides at the moment. And obviously, we can't uh, can compare, like you said, uh, South African pitches to Indian pitches. But that's the best we could get, if we're honest, at the moment with Corona. And I think they've done well to get a quick tour in here. So hopefully, we can take this momentum. And I'm not sure what we've got coming up after South Africa. But as long as we... I'd like to go... I know we're playing Pakistan. And, and we're going to be on some turning pitches there. And hopefully, the... Um, uh, groundsman in the UK can create some turning pitches. I assume we'll have a few more T20s this summer, but hopefully we can just get used to spin and we could go far. The only problem would be uh, spin. And we talked about that on our live show, um, which is available on your own speech on Apple Podcasts. And we think England should do well. But spin can always go wrong for us. So you never know with England. So England, like we said, have three more ODIs against Africa. Toby, three now. Any other any other thoughts? I had a thought. So, I mean, South Africa might be able to scrape one, particularly if England sort of start rotating their team a bit. So I know that Curran, um, Archer and Stokes are missing all three games to try and rest them up after quite a sort of a packed um, summer and winter they've had in the bubble in the IPL as well as um, in England. Um, so I, I'd assume that, that England will will hopefully put out a stronger side as much as they can. I think you're likely to see Billings come in down the order again um, to replace perhaps Stokes. Um, maybe Ali and Fakarin, and they'll probably try a couple of the fast bowlers as, as well. Um, I assume Mark Wood will come back into the side. He, he's had a, a really good ODI um, form recently, so I assume he'll come in for Archer. And then it'll just be a, a few other people mix and matching and just seeing how it all goes, really. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I, th- I think South Africa look tired. Um, you don't get hit around like you did by Milan and um, uh, Butler without being a bit tired. And I know Corona is quite hard to play in front of not many fans, if not if none. So I think it could be 3-0 again. But coming back to uh, England, Stuart Broad has been nominated for Sports Personality of the Year award. Toby, do you think he'll win, or do you think it's a, do you think he's deserved it this year? I think I think he definitely deserves to be nominated. I think it's the fourth year in a row an English cricketer has, has been nominated. Obviously, Stokes won it last year and then Anderson the year before. And I think it was Anya Shrubsole was the first mm-hmm. of the, the cricketers in the row to win it after the, her fantastic World Cup performance that sort of helped, helped England win in the, the Women's World Cup in 2017, I think it was. Uh, I think, yeah, he's been fantastic. I mean, after missing that first test, um, and having that interview on Sky Sports where he sort of came out and said, I'm, I'm really disappointed, kind of angry. I think he might have even used the words because he, he wants to play for England. He's, he's only in his early 30s. And when you look at it compared to Jimmy Anderson, who's another three or four years older, he, he can definitely keep going. Broad has definitely stepped up the past couple of years. I mean, he took uh, six wickets in that second test um, and then a temper in the third where he got man of the match um, and passed 500 wickets. Uh, I think possibly even smashed a quick 50 as well in that um, that that test match. I think it's just been fantastic, really. Yeah, I think his story of, like you said, being angry and then just coming out to just with all that rage and bold fantastically. And I think a lot of people pre- uh, were talking about will he be in the uh, squad? You can't really have Joffre, Stu and Jimmy. And, and I know Michael Vaughan's been very openly critical about having Jimmy and Brody in the same squad and I think he's answered some of their critics but I I, I was a bit surprised by Brody uh, being in sports personality I thought it would be Jimmy for getting 600 do you think Jimmy's been hard done by? 
Maybe slightly. I think perhaps he's Jimmy's just not well. I mean, statistically, definitely, he's not been as good as Broad this year. Broad's um, averaged, I think it was about 30. Jimmy was, I think, in the 20s um, and didn't get as many wickets. And I think Broadie, definitely the, definitely last year when Jimmy was injured, carried the England bowling attack through the Ashes. And I think it would be inter- interesting to see how, how Jimmy would have um, gone if if he'd been there with Broadie. He might have even had a chance at the Ashes. But I think, I think yeah, Broadie, Broadie definitely deserves to be in there maybe jimmy could have been in as well i'm not sure who else has been nominated yet um uh, and i think i think it's just the six of lewis hamilton um a jockey who i can't remember her name um jordan henderson uh tyson fury uh Brody, and there's one more who i can't remember uh but i i think it's, it's quite a small uh set this year because usually there's about 13 mm. and this year it's down to six and like I said, I I felt Jimmy being a little hard done by because like we he got 600 wickets, some a feat no other fast bowlers achieved. But I think you make really good points about how over the year probably Broadie's been better, and I think Jimmy's had his adulation for taking 600 wickets. And I think I th- obviously we want Stuart Broad to win, and if you don't, uh, if you could vote for him, we we're going to vote for him. I know, and it's just it's good. Um, it's good recognition for the sport to see an England cricketer up there because it gets people involved. Um, and if he wins, that's great for the game as cricket. And because I know a lot of people were interested in Stokes' story last year. So hopefully uh, another England cricketer can win. I think that'll be the first time two England cricketers have won in a row. But um, yeah, it's it's good to see England cricket being visible in the public eye on BBC. So let's go down under then. Australia beat uh, India 2-1 on Australia scoring big runs in their two wins. Um, Warner uh, got 83, I believe, and Smith, again, got about 2,000 hundreds, it feels like. <laughs> just the man's relentless. Um, ensuring Australia won the series in the last game. Australia, uh, um, India avoided a whitewash with a strong Indian from Panja and Kohli. Toby, thoughts on that series? I think Smith... Everyone knew he was just a fantastic batsman. But I don't think anyone knew that he could hit the ball like he was. He scored two 60-ball hundreds, which just, I think, surprised me and probably most other people. We obviously saw last summer just how many hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of runs he'll score in Test match cricket. And I, and I thought, yeah, he's a, he's a solid ODI player as well. But this has really, I think, pushed him up the order for me and probably considered, I would say, now one of the best batsmen in all formats, quite possibly. T20 is obviously not quite as strong. But that's just that's really shown, I think, how how quality a player he is. And I think it's also nice to see Maxwell back in the runs. He scored, I think, 167 runs at an average of 83, which is, the, I think, the highest um, of the Aussies. But the most important thing was strike rate of 194 from the three matches, which is <laughs> phenomenal. Yeah, um, he, he was just like like you said. See, I, I I thought I misread it. I thought it must have been 80 balls or something. Mm. And I was like, okay, that's that's nice. And then I realised it was 60 balls. And it was, as much as I hate to say it about Steve Smith, great to watch as a cricket fan. Horrible to watch as an England fan. <laughs> um, it was just phenomenal. Um, it was really, it was, he just played every, any, anything that came his way. He could either play it nicely around the corner for four, or he could cut it, pull it, whatever, drive it. Just get, He got rid of the ball to every boundary possible. He really is a class cricketer and Yes, he's made mistakes, and I was I was I was booing him um, on the first day of the Ashes and this and the last day. But um, I I'm not a fan of his. But you've got to admire 
someone who can sort of dominate a cricket pitch like that and just just flatten out any pitch if that makes sense just make it look like you're batting on tarmac there's no ridges so very well done to steve smith like you said maxwell it's nice to see him because he's one of the few australians i do like because mm. he looks you know what i mean he's got one of them faces where you're like you're not that bad and um, i know from interviews uh he's quite a nice person and i think he sort of gets forgotten about in that australian team but i know this is odi but how do you think um steve smith's form and maxwell's form will translate to t20s i think it's tough i think smith i think possibly before this might not have been looking at getting into the t20 side i'm not i'm not too sure i know they've got particularly with a big bash coming up they have a lot of of good young australian batsman who, who just hit the ball everywhere um but i think that that means he's he will likely play out of thought probably slot in at the number three number four position maxwell i think he's definitely going to play because just the the possibility of him doing something unbelievable is just so high but then again he can quite easily go just under the radar look you look at the ipl he didn't hit a single six i think it was um in the whole the whole ipl which when you look at maxwell that's what he does hit yeah. sixes huge scores uh, just unbelievable strike rates and i think he just didn't quite get into the rhythm um which which he can sometimes struggle with i know he's come out and talked about his mental health a bit and and took some time away from the game uh, i think it was last year or maybe the year before and and i think it it does show that he he perhaps isn't necessary he can find a very tough sorry and um and and obviously, rightfully so. It cricket is mentally probably one of the toughest games out there. You're out there as a batsman in particular. You're out there on your own. You do that. You could get out first ball, and that's your day gone. And and as a bowler, in theory, it could be worse if you're getting smashed around the park and you then have to walk down to fine leg. And you can be, particularly if you're going and playing the Ashes series, you can be abused by the other crowd. They'll be shouting at you, and it, it can be a really tough place. I think cricket. Yeah, I, I think you made some really good points there. Now, whilst we're down under we might as well hop along to the next island with new zealand beating west indies 2-0 very comfortably it's fair to say they probably would have won 3-0 if we're honest um west indies did not look fantastic especially conceding 238 runs against new zealand in a t20 it must be said glenn phillips's innings in the last game was phenomenal to watch there's a lot of good batting about so if you've got spare time uh i recommend watching that innings and I think it will translate into T20 World Cup. I know we're talking a lot about the World Cup, but that is the next big thing for the world of cricket, um, if you're not, not aware. Do you think New Zealand, again, will be on dark horses? I think so, yeah. Um, I think you can never rule out the New Zealanders there. They've got to the final of the past two ODI World Cups. Um, obviously had a fantastic game, the most recent one versus us, and, and lost by the barest of margins, as, <laughs> as Smith would say and uh and then the obvious one before wasn't quite as close against the aussies but um they are just they they're always in and around it always got a great side and i think it's gonna be interesting to see how how they keep going and, and prepare for the world cup really i think they've just started um their test match i think it's probably just after day one looking at now i think kane williamson's on 97 not out overnight tom latham's 86 um before he's bowled by roach and um and Ross Taylor's in as well um with Kane Williamson on 30 so i think it could be a, a long day for the west indies and a and a long tour in general for them yeah the west indies sort of in the dumps at the moment cricketing wise but they're one of those sides no matter their form going into a world cup they'll they'll bring their a game they'll they they you never know they could go on a run very similar to pakistan 
But um, I think it's not looking good for them. But you never know West Indies. But New Zealand, it's good to see New Zealand doing well. I think they are very similar to England in their mentality about cricket. But yeah, I I think that rounds up the news. And Toby, I promised you a treat offer. And are you ready for this treat? It's a bit of cruisic. Oh so, yes, nice. So I made up some of my own. So if you if you're new to um, if you haven't listened to Tailenders, this is a little game where you mash up a cricketer and a band or artist. So and the answers you uh there's a question which is a clue so great australian batsman captain that's not my name it would be Tintings. yes right so let's go big kent batsman he scored 221 at lords in a fluorescent adolescence uh i bet this guy commentator looks good on the dance floor um rob uh arctic monkeys Yep, yeah, I got Arctic Rob Keys, but oh yeah, that works. So that so small former great English who left a blank space in the England ODI lineup when he was forced to retire before uh, after the age of twenty two. But it doesn't look like they'll ever 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 get back together. I think is that James Taylor Swift. That is James Taylor Swift. Oh, I, I'm just I, I'm loving the thought of the listener right now, just being like, what is this? I know. What is this? Um, okay. So, current Australian batsman who like who who like a light never goes gets out. I wouldn't say this. He's a charming man. So, Toby, please, please, please let this batsman get what he wants. Oh, I'm not sure about this one. Can you go through it again? Sorry, Dom. A current Australian batsman who like a light never get goes out or gets out. I wouldn't say he's a charming man, so Toby, please, please, please let this batsman get what he wants. Um, I'm not too sure about that one. No, no. What? Please, please. Tell Steve me, the Smiths. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, nice. South African ODI captain will rock you, and under pressure, he can bat phenomenally. Oh. Uh, so that, uh, that's De Kock I know is the batsman he will rock you is that Queen? oh Queenton De Kock is that? Queenton De Kock it yeah. is right <laughs> so last one this fast South African bowler will say thank you next to any batsman it's fair to say he does not bowl side to side Um. so Ariana Grande I assume is the artist and the South African uh, is it Nokia? Uh, I wouldn't say he's in the South African lineup at the moment. Oh, uh, okay. Um, uh, Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande. Donald? I don't know. Alan, is it Alan Donald or something? No. Alan Donald. That actually could have worked. It's Ariana Grande Dale Stane. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, nice. <laughs> right. So that was a bit of cruising. Um, I'm going to be honest, we we usually make up games here on the show, but um, I got a bit tired last night, so I tried to come up with a game, and it didn't come, go. It was one of the worst games, so we've gone with Cruzic. So if you're a Tailenders fan, uh, send us a go well on our Instagram page at uh, stickywicket underscore URN. Um, I think we've got one more live show where Toby will be in the live studio, so that'll be exciting. That'll be next Thursday, 6 till 7. Toby, got any big plans for this weekend? Uh, it's one of my birthdays, so probably drinking with him and and then recovering the rest of the weekend what about you dom 
Um, I'm going home on Monday, so it's going to be big drinking on Friday and Saturday and then trying to sober up for Bristol. So, yeah, um, don't worry. Over the Christmas break, we will keep uh, producing podcasts, giving you legendary insight and crap games to listen to. So go well, Toby. Go well, mate. Cheers. To you, the listener. Bye.